0: Hey everybody, Jim Salmon's here. Uh, this week on Kayak Fishing Tales, uh, we're gonna bring to you another one of our Kayak Fishing Show Live programs from our Facebook page. And in this one, we've got Brian from Seagar with us, and we're gonna talk all about fluorocarbon line, uh, the best way to use it, the best way to tie it. We're also gonna talk about their great um, braided lines uh, like Threadlock that I love to use so much. So stick around for this very informative show. I think you'll enjoy it and I'll see you at the end. Hey everybody, all right, when I start to talk, I choke. (laughs) Hey everybody, Jim Salmon's here. Uh, Welcome to the Kayak Fishing Show Live. Uh, As always, the Kayak Fishing Show Live is brought to you by Ballast Point Brewing Company, although I'm not having a beer at the moment for the first time. Uh, I'm doing my Death Wish coffee. So I hope everybody's doing good. Um, Got a really good show here planned today. And uh, first, I want to thank the people who joined us on the live on WFN last night i had james Macbeth on there while the uh, our show was broadcasting on wfn talking about the location and the shoot and all that and just had a really good time doing those uh we do those every week on the premiere of the episode now i'm not sure if we're going to do one next week because the um i will be in the bahamas so depending on whether you know what kind of internet we have over there i'm not sure if i'll be able to do the live on wfn next thursday but we'll be back the following week. And honestly, I'm not sure I'll be able to do our normal live um, on Fridays either, because, again, we'll still be in the Bahamas. So, um, hey, Weiss. <laughs> Man, you are hardcore. Weiss joins us every week. And I, I, yeah, I really appreciate that. And I appreciate all the people who do join us on a weekly basis. Um as I may have, uh, and I'm sure I mentioned, um, for people who want to listen to these at a, a later time, all of our live shows now, of course, are, we are putting up on YouTube and then we also have, you can find them on iTunes, um, as a podcast. So if you want to listen to them in your car, if you're just bored out of your skull and you've got absolutely nothing else to do, uh, you know, maybe you listen to one of these live shows and, and learn some stuff from one of our guests. So anyway, um, I want to introduce and bring on <laughs> our buddy Brian, who sounds like his phone just rang. Uh, Brian is from Seagar Fluorocarbon, Seagar Lines. Uh, why did you go solo? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, and uh, Brian's a good friend of ours, and we've been working together for quite a while. We've actually fished together a little bit. We got him uh, out kayak fishing uh, last year in Louisiana. Uh, Unfortunately, we didn't get him on a fish because we had a storm roll in on us right when I, I think it was probably about 10 minutes after we put you in the kayak, uh, the storm decided to roll in on us and it was lightning and thunder and pouring rain and uh, it was not a good place to be. So uh, Brian, welcome. Oh, I put put that up there on accident. Um, (laughs) uh, Welcome to the uh, kayak fishing show live. And thank you and Seagar for being a, a longtime sponsor and supporter of the Kayak Fishing Show.
1: Thanks for having me, Jim. It's uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show with you and always uh, a pleasure uh, going
0: fishing with you and talking fishing. Yeah, man. Um, so, you know, right off the bat, you know, what what is your job at Seagar? At so I handle all
1: the marketing, uh, social media, marketing, our digital marketing. Um, digital print, TV shows, all the marketing. I handle new product development, trade shows, consumer shows, uh, distributor shows. Uh, I handle all of our pro
0: staff. Um, A whole lot of things. (laughs) I'm. I'm, Weiss says hello, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Hey there. Um, Frank says, hey, Jim, how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing really good. I'm getting ready to go to the Bahamas next week, so... Um, Spent a lot of time gearing up and actually making some some leaders and all that for the trip with my uh, Threadlock braid and um, pink label fluorocarbon. So, um, I'm going to get my name off of there so it's not taking up screen. So, yeah, you must spend a lot of time on the road. I do. Uh,
1: About 35% of the time. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, being on the road, it, it consists of, uh, you know, shows of sorts. Um, also we do some media events where, uh, you know, a, a group of companies pull their money together and have writers come in to get content for their, their magazines and such, but, uh, do some fishing that way and do some fishing on TV shows as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, um, well, you're a good angler. I mean, that, that helps. I mean, um, I've dealt with people in companies in fishing companies who weren't actually fishermen Yes, (laughs) and 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 trying to relate to them (laughs) and them trying to relate to you, you know, and I had the same thing with a kayak company. It's like, they were just marketing people. They didn't, they didn't understand kayaking. They didn't understand the business really. So it's so nice to to have a company like your guys where, you know, you and Jerry and, and everybody fishes. Yes. Yeah. It does help because, you know, there's,
1: You know there's the language fishermen speak and the the techniques that anglers do and if you're not familiar with those then how can you you know develop a product that that meet those um, qualifications
0: right right so uh, I'm gonna start throwing some you know of course we want our uh, our viewers to shoot us some questions and if you do shoot us some questions you know you're gonna have a chance to win some stuff I know you've uh, promised to uh, Maybe give away some line or some swag of some sort from Seagar. So, oh yeah, but for people who want that, they will need to participate. So, if you can share this with other people you think might be interested, ask some questions, give us the thumbs up—you know, all that stuff is is what we like to see. But I figured I, I had some questions and um, just to kind of get it started, you know, basically, if we're talking about. Fluorocarbon, and that's what Seaguar is initially known for—is the fluorocarbon. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, why why would somebody pick Seaguar over some other brand? I mean, there's quite a few different brands out there now.
1: Well, I can tell you a couple good key reasons. Number one, Seaguar invented fluorocarbon fishing line back in 1971, so we we are the inventors of the fluorocarbon uh, fishing line. Uh, number two, we're the only people who make fluorocarbon resins designed for fishing line. Uh, and we're the only people who can take those resins and extrude it into the fishing line or fishing leader. Nobody else in the business can do that. They're having to buy their resins from another supplier that can be designed uh, for something else. You know, an industrial application like your your cell phone, uh, the, an insulator in your cell phone. So we control the process from start to finish. And that's the biggest reason why somebody should choose a Seagar fluorocarbon product
0: over another competitor um i would say okay why would somebody why fluorocarbon at all
1: you you know, know, fluorocarbon, you know, I, i'm a believer
0: and and <laughs> i've had it proved to me but but you, you know how about you explain it you know why should somebody be using fluorocarbon? yeah absolutely that's
1: a great question uh fluorocarbon in general is virtually invisible underwater therefore fish you know they don't see it like they do a monofilament fishing line. So if you're fishing for something like tuna that we were doing in Venice, Louisiana, you know, where they've got very big, large eyes and they can see, see the fishing line, it's important to have that fluorocarbon line where they can't see it to increase your hookups and also allow for a potentially bigger catch. Uh, it's also more abrasion resistant. Uh, it's got a better impact strength than mono and it doesn't stretch like mono. So there's a lot of uh, key benefits to using fluorocarbon material when fishing, if it's used as a leader material or a mainline material.
0: Right, and you know, we discussed this um, last time we were together was, you know, you should use it all the time. Because yes. you never really know, and unless you're jumping in that water with a mask on, you know, you don't know what that water's really like. And I had that proven to me in our, you know, when I had to shave my head <laughs> uh, when my buddy's like, Hey, what well, man, the water's super dirty. Just fish the straight braid. And the guy I'm fishing against is fishing fluorocarbon. And he had five fish on the board before I had one. Uh-huh. And I switched to fluorocarbon and the water just looked like mud, but I switched to fluorocarbon and first cast, I get a fish,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, it, 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 you never know
1: those, those, those layers of water. Absolutely. I mean, it could be three feet beneath the surface, uh, like in, in Louisiana fishing for redfish. You know, a lot of times that top layer of water is muddy, but beneath it is green and you never know what you could be miss- missing. You know, I've heard the same story fishing up in Alaska. You know, that water you think's um, you know,
0: it's super clear up there, but it, it can
1: change. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like I said, I mean, that's that that, that one was I mean, I have I fished fluorocarbon most of the time. And like I said, it's just there's been those few times it's just super dirty water. I'm like, ah, it's not that big of a deal. And it's a super reaction bite. But that one really, really proved it to me in that muddy water in Louisiana. It's like, man, I got schooled until I put the the fluorocarbon on there. Um, Frank Longo had a question Is it as strong as mono? Uh, I would say as strong,
1: if not stronger than mono.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest difference is what you kind of have to get used to, particularly if you're fishing like I do, which is braid to a fairly short top shot of fluorocarbon, is the lack of stretch. Yes. You know, because, you know, and then, and and all I do to correct that is I just use a little bit softer tipped rod. That works, or you can loosen up your drag a little bit, too. No, I never want to do that. Yeah, I, 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 that's, a, that's an option.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't want to do that. You want to get that fish to the boat.
0: No, yeah, that's uh, my, what I always say is, that's my line. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> I'm giving it. Um, ben Jacobs has a question here. Uh, does fluorocarbon have the same memory problems as I, I assume as nylon? I assume he means mono. So it all depends on what pound test fluorocarbon you're using. Um,
1: You know, fluorocarbon, the heavier stuff, does have a little bit of memory. But the good thing is, um, since Seaguar makes their own fluorocarbon resins, we have chemists that can develop uh, different properties in the fluorocarbon line. So if you want something that's got uh, more abrasion resistant or if you want something that's a little bit more supple and easy to tie, we can develop a product for that. So for fluorocarbon leaders, um, I would suggest – the, uh can you see that okay? Yep. Okay, the, the premier fluorocarbon, which is gonna be a little bit of a thinner fluorocarbon uh, for the pound test, but it's also gonna be much more supple. So when you're uh, trying to tie knots, it, it's gonna be a lot more supple to use.
0: Gotcha. Uh, Weiss has another question here is, what's the common length of leaders, uh, fluorocarbon leader people are using? And, and I think that varies by mm-hmm. application and the person. Um, I know what I do, at least for my offshore stuff, um, is I usually make a leader that's about close to 20 feet long because I'm making wind on leaders. And so then I'll make it 20 feet long and then I'll whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle it down, whittle it down until I get to about five feet. And then I'm like, okay, it's time to time to replace it and put a new one on. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, leader length, it just varies depend, depending on what you're doing, uh, what pound test line you're using. You know, if you're fishing inshore uh, for, say, say redfish, for example, like we did in Louisiana, you know, a, a three foot leader works or you can make it a little bit longer because as you fish through the day, you know, you may change baits, you may have to retire or whatever. So it gets shortened up throughout the day. So you can start off with something a little bit longer. Um you know, or if you're fishing for tuna or billfish, you may be putting on 15 feet to 30 meters of, of, of a fluorocarbon leader material. So it really depends on what you're targeting and what kind of tackle you're using.
0: Yeah. Like I said, you know, for, for me, the oh, phone ringing, um, <laughs> my phone ring is a dog barking, of course. Um, what the heck? Um, for like, is if I'm bay bass fishing. I'll just do a uni to uni and put like a, a six foot leader and you know, that that's solid. I mean, I don't need anything more. So like I said, it kind of varies by application and what kind of uh, water you're fishing in. Um, really like to have that braid to fluorocarbon here, fishing the kelp for, um, for yellowtail, cause those fish love to run in the kelp and the braid will cut it and the, the abrasion resistance of the fluorocarbon over mono as well. Uh, Sean's got a nice comment here I changed the cigar a couple years ago and it has really shown its value um, yeah I mean it I like said I it's proven to me over and over that it works uh, I like uh, Denver has a, a, a nice comment here why cigar It works use it <laughs> I like that thank you <laughs> Uh, I think Jeremy's the kayak provides your drag anyway. That's probably, uh, to my comment of fishing a tight drag. Um, uh, Richard says he loves the blue label, yeah, that's uh, an old favorite, yeah. Um, oh, Richard, uh, he won a GoFish camera from us, um, last week, so congratulations on that. We expect to see some footage from you on that, um. Yeah, why it again, 20 foot plus on my, I'm usually about 20 feet when I start. Uh, because, again, I'm making wind-on leaders, and, it, you know, those are time intensive to make them. So, you know, you want it long enough that you're not having to replace it often. Um, Andrew, what's up? Um, and that's, okay, so I was going to bring up this question anyway. Um, and, and this was uh, from Daniel here. Uh, uni to uni or Albright or other uh, for connecting your braid to fluorocarbon. And what do you think is is the best knot or preferred knot?
1: The, I mean, it, it depends on what pound test braid and what t- pound test uh, fluorocarbon you're using. So, um, you know, on the heavier end of things, we've got our, our Threadlock, which is a 50 pound braid all the way up to 200 pound test braid. So if you're going big game fishing and using that, that Threadlock is a hollow core. Braid, which I would prefer the knotless connection. That way, you can wind it up through the eyelets on the rod onto the reel. Yeah, now, you know I mean, I'm a
0: huge, huge fan of the Holocore. I mean, I've got oh, yeah. it on pretty much everything I use from um, 40 pound leader up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm using Holocore wind on leaders because, I mean, like I said, it's a little intensive. You know, it takes some time to make them. I usually make them leaders while I'm watching TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like I said, the fact that there is no knot other exactly. than the loop to loop going through your guides, particularly when you're in that tug of war, where it's going back and forth, you know, and the it, more, it, the
1: more pressure applied to it, the tighter it gets. It's a, it's a, essentially like a Chinese figure cuffs that you pull on it and it just starts getting tighter and tighter and tighter. So yeah, that's, that's an awesome connection, uh, for the heavier stuff. Um, You know, if you're using a a little bit of a lighter braid, if a 50-pound test and under, or if it's not a hollow cord braid, the FGs, uh, a popular knot, the Uni to Uni, um, Albright, um, those are all great knots. Uh, The one thing I would stress is just um, pick a knot that you're comfortable tying and just practice it and practice it and practice it, because the best knot that you can do is the one that you can tie essentially with your eyes closed exactly um, exactly I
0: mean, it's I mean it's like when I first started doing these you know you tying braid to fluoro you know I tried several different knots and everybody's like oh you got to use the Albright and for the life of me I could not tie a good Albright it just so I was doing something wrong and then I switched over to the uni uni and that's what I've stuck with ever since because I can tie it in my sleep. It always works. It never fails on me. So it, it's really finding that knot that you're comfortable with. I am intrigued by the FG knot. I was actually uh, reading up and watching some stuff on the other day. I think I'll try that because it does look like it's a pretty clean one through the guides. Mm-hmm. It's a but, long. It's it's you know
1: it can be a half inch long by the time you finish tying it. Which, yeah, it's a strong knot though. I'll tell you that.
0: Yeah, it, it's just like I said. It's that whole. Like I said the one thing about a uni to uni, sometimes it will catch on your guides if it's mm. if it's bigger leader. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. We here's another great question. Uh, why would someone use the pink label over uh, regular fluorocarbon? Very good question. So um, you know
1: if you're offshore fishing uh, and you want to hand leader the the leader material. Uh, pulling a fish by hand, the pink is a lot more visible above surface. Um, also, uh, we've had a lot of people claim that in certain light conditions, low light conditions or cloudy days, they get bit better on the pink fluorocarbon.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, there was a time when pink Andy mm-hmm. mono was the thing to have. I mean, it's like if you weren't fishing pink Andy, you were fishing wrong. Yeah, and I switched to the pink label as soon as it came out. And uh, for me, I mean, I don't have the best eyes in the world. So like you were saying, that visibility above the water really helped me out.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
0: the fact that, you know, those, the pink reds, they do disappear quit the fastest in the water column anyway. And it's
1: fluorocarbon. So it's virtually invisible underwater to begin with. Right, so yeah, that's the main reason, uh, you know, to choose, to choose, choose pink. Label. Is
0: there any difference between the what would the pink label be? It would it be the same class as the premiere or the blue label? Only uh, pink, or, or how does that work? It, it, it,
1: you know, it's it's a different
0: product, but it's similar to a Premier product. I gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's the uh, those are the two I fish. Yeah, is pink label and premiere. Uh, Richard you'll see some footage probably this weekend oh from your camera yeah man let's see that and share that with us and the go fish uh, cam guys because uh, yeah that's a pretty cool product I've actually got mine right here I just went and got my uh, micro SD cards for it yesterday and I have those things all ready to go to the Bahamas hopefully, hopefully we'll get some cool shots of the fish um, actually eating our baits or our lures so I'm really stoked on that Um. You don't have uh, you don't have a threadlock over in the UK or Ireland. So um, I'm part of Crayha
1: America, which is the cigar America, and we're responsible for Canada, North America, and South America. I don't really have any dealings with uh, overseas like that, so I can't answer that question honestly.
0: <laughs> can you? Can you look into it? And maybe answer later. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, let us know. Just answer that question later on, and you know. And I did see actually, um, I was looking on the Seagar website, which is a fantastic site. Um, actually I'll bring that up just really quick and put that on the screen. I mean, it's a fantastic uh, site with a lot of information on the different lines and, uh, tips and knots and all that sort of thing. So really cool stuff. But I did see that you could buy direct.
1: We do, we do have that option. Um, you know, again, that's gonna be sold in, in America or Canada, or South America. Okay. Um, okay. But uh, basically, that's a fulfillment option that if somebody's having a hard time finding a product and they wanna make sure that they get, um, you know, the best or the, the you know, genuine Seaguar product, you can always go to com and, and
0: order it. Yeah, you say genuine cigar product. It was, is there an issue there? I, I've actually heard something about some, I didn't hear about it, I don't know if I heard about Cigar, but I did hear about some like counterfeit fluorocarbon lines yeah we
1: we there was an issue um i believe it was two summers ago with somebody that that was bringing in cigar line that was counterfeit and we we put a stop to that so um You know, there's some YouTube videos on how to tell if it's real cigar or if it's not. Uh, You can search YouTube and there's some demonstrations and it'll tell you how to tell if it's fluorocarbon or not. But basically, if you're buying cigar products and it's within the United States or from a reputable dealer in the United States, you shouldn't have any problem. If you are buying something and it's being shipped in from somewhere like China or India, then, then if it's priced too good to be true, that's a red flag right
0: there. That's always a fact, right? If if it seems too good to be true, it probably is. Yeah. Uh, Denver has a a question here. River season is starting soon. Any tips for using fluoro for sturgeon versus traditional sturgeon leader? Uh, I don't know if you can answer. I've only fished for sturgeon (laughs) once. I'm not even sure what traditional sturgeon leader is. I thought it was off the top of my head. I thought it was just like straight braid or um, Dacron or something.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't really have much experience uh, for sturgeon fishing on the rivers, um, but if you're looking for a fluorocarbon uh, that, that's, you know, the, the blue label material goes up to 400 pound test and it's a uh, very abrasion resistant material, that may be something that you look into to to fit that need.
0: Okay, there's a super important question that just popped up I need to answer. Hey, Jim, do you like wine? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Um I like beer. I like wine. <laughs> I like <Bourbon>. rum. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <rum. laughs> my wife loves wine. So yeah. Yeah. We're, if that answers your question, um, are there any underwater product videos of Seagar lines showing line? I don't know if that's supposed to be viability or visibility. <laughs> yes. Um, one of our other, uh, I hope this is okay,
1: Jim. But one of our other TV partners uh, You are welcome to talk about anybody, dude. (laughs) Okay. They do they do a part of their TV show is underwater scuba diving, uh with a with a a perspective of what to fish. Is that hook and look? That is, yes. Okay, yeah, cool show. Yeah, so you can you can YouTube that, uh Hook and Look or Seagar Fluorocarbon Underwater. Um Mm -hmm there's there's all kinds of footage from underwater and it 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 all depends too you know when you're doing this underwater footage is you know if the fluorocarbon if you're looking down how the sun is if you're looking down at the fluorocarbon straight at it or if the fluorocarbon is above So if you're a fish sitting on the bottom and you see the bait above you, so they, they test it in different areas so you can see it. And there's also tests of our fluorocarbon compared to other people or fluorocarbon compared to monofilament. So YouTube, there's all kinds of information out there when you start searching.
0: Yeah, it's amazing what you can discover out there. I mean, like I said, that's a great way. Like I said, I was kind of looking into the uh, the FG knot and mm-hmm. you know, there's probably 50 different tutorials. You gotta just kind of sort through all the different little tutorials on which ones are actually watchable and which ones aren't. Um, actually, I've got a couple videos on tutorials on how to do the wind on leaders. Uh, you can find those on Kayak Fishing Tails, our um, YouTube channel, um, and just if if you're interested in doing the wind on leaders, we show you how to do that. There is, you know, with, with wine on leaders there, there are tools needed. You know, you need the needles, it helps to have a jig to stretch the line. Um, but like I said, you, you can definitely, um, you can find, uh, you know, information on, on all this stuff on the Google. So, um, and of course, like I said, if, if you're looking, um, if there's some, some great information on the Seaguar site, which is just simply seaguar.com. Um, so I actually had a question um, for you because I mean, I'm looking at the side, like I said, I've kind of got it over here off to the side. There's a lot of different products. There's a lot of different fluorocarbons that you guys make. How do you pick the right one? I mean, how do I know if I want to use the pink label, the premier, the blue label, the red, you know, it's, there's, there's a lot of different stuff there. How do, how do you pick? So it's um, kind of good,
1: better, best, Greatest uh, type application. Our red label is our entry level fluorocarbon. And I want to and I should have stated already, but they're all 100 percent fluorocarbon leader material. The only difference is what type of fluorocarbon chemical makeup it is. So red label is our entry level fluorocarbon product, and it's available from 20 pound test to 80 pound test. And it comes in a 25 yard spool. We also have a product in between there called STS, which is salmon, trout, steelhead. And it's a hundred yard spool and it's available from uh, four pound test to 50 pound test. And then when you step up from that, you have a uh, blue label, which has been out for a long time. That's what people are most familiar with. Yeah. Um, it's available from two pound all the way to 400 pounds. So if you want to go catch some big swordfish, giant bluefin tuna, big marlin, uh, you know, that's the product you would use that. Uh, one of the things about Blue Label is it is a double structure fluorocarbon, um, which means we take two custom fluorocarbon resins and extrude it into one single piece of line. So it's not a, you know, if this is a piece of line, it's not a piece of line with a coating over it. It's extruded as one piece. So you get the best best of both worlds. You get something that's very abrasion resistant. It's got good impact strength. Um, it's, it's not very... Um, Uh, It it doesn't have much stretch to it. It's it's a good all-around product. Uh, And then from Blue Label, you step up to the Premier product, uh, and that's an IGFA-approved line, and it's also going to be a thinner version of Blue Label that's more supple.
0: Okay. And that product
1: goes from 12-pound to 200-pound. And then, of course, we talked a little bit about Pink Label as well, where it's, it's a similar makeup to Premier, but it's got that pink tint to it, so that um, you know if you want some visibility above the surface, you know that's a great product to use. And then um, you know, like I said, a lot of anglers, a lot of captains have told me that uh, they get bit better with a pink in low light conditions. If it's a cloudy day, super overcast,
0: just a gray, dreary type day, they get they get bit good on the pink. Well, that's um, actually I got a question here from James Macbeth. James Macbeth is a good friend of mine. He actually is that he was on. The show with me last night. He is the marketing manager for Jackson Kayak, Orion Coolers, and Blue Sky Boatworks. So, James, thanks for joining us, brother. Um, he is a avid fly fisherman. Um, I'll be fly fishing with him in the Bahamas next week. Awesome. Uh, so, does Seagar have a tapered
1: leader? We do make a tapered le- leader for fly fishing. We've got a fluorocarbon tapered leader and a nylon tapered leader.
0: What what's the what's the pound tests available on those?
1: That is uh, got my catalog out here, so I can tell you.
0: And again, people if you if you want, to, I know a lot of this information is all up on the uh, com um, website there. So uh, you can find a lot of this stuff over there. if 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 you miss anything while we're talking here, um, you can find so much information on their site.
1: Yes. Uh, we also got a Facebook and Instagram. So Facebook is Seagar Fluorocarbon, and we've got content up there all the time with leader material, as well as on Instagram at Fish Um But for our knotless tapered leaders, we've got 1X through 7X. So that's a uh, 2-pound uh, through 10-pound. Um, and for saltwater fishing, you know, that's, that's kind of low on the spectrum. But what a lot of people do is use the Premier product um, for – fly fishing so they've got a 12 pound test 15 pound test 20 pound test uh it's not tapered but um, you know that's what a lot of a lot of guys use for fly that's what i was using
0: um and i'm certainly no expert on fly fishing but that's what we were using in uh when i was in belize uh, Mm -hmm. for the bone fishing permit and tarpon and stuff so uh, just using the premier and it worked great yes it's a good product for that um, Jim Ware has a question. Is one Cigar fluoro more invisible than the other?
1: That's a good question. And, uh, that's one that, that comes up often when, when speaking to avid anglers, all of our products are hundred percent fluorocarbon. So, uh, they're all virtually invisible underwater. Uh, one's not going to be more invisible than another. It's just going to be the performance of the material you're using. If it's a leader material or a mainline material, it's just going to perform better.
0: Is one more um, abrasion resistant than the other? Blue Label would be the most abrasion resistant. Okay, that's good to know. Uh, There was, uh, whoa, I kind of had some questions here and I scrolled past them too fast. A lot of good Uh, questions coming in. Yeah, this is awesome. And I appreciate everybody throwing these questions out. And again, if you know, participating is how you have a chance to win some cool swag from Seaguar. And it also makes for a much more interesting show because I run out of questions. Um, what gives CIGAR a better knot strength? Chemical manufacturing process or is it the diameter? So the knot strength has to do with um,
1: I, I, it's the shell of the leader material. So we make on our double-structured fluorocarbon products like the Blue Label or the Premier, Premier the shell's got a little bit of a softness to it that uh, I guess you would say is in the manufacturing process that gives it um, a better knot strength.
0: Okay. So uh, we talked about the, um, you know, what's the best knot earlier um, for your braid to fluoro. Mm -hmm. What's, what would be, I mean, is there a better knot versus a worse knot when you're just, I mean, tying to a hook for instance, or tying to a leader? there's there's all kinds of
1: knots you can use um like like we stated before use the one you're confident in but when you're tying a lure uh with a fluorocarbon i would say the number one most important thing to do is to wet the knot thoroughly before cinching it down um you know personally uh i use a lot of polymer knots uh if it's a you know, an offshore application or a bigger fish application, you know, it may be a snelled knot that I, you know, I may snell the hook with a leader material and that Okay. And then of course it. it has a lot
0: to do with the uh, line diameter. Some knots are just, a, you know, yeah. like if I'm using small stuff, I still use the knot I learned as a little kid, you know, mm-hmm. I still use the improved clinch. Well, that's um, a good one. But the uh, like for live bait applications, particularly as I jump up in line diameter, uh, I love using a loop knot, you know, yeah. an action loop or something. So the the bait just swims more freely, and mm-hmm. it's just a super easy knot to tie with that thicker line because there's not a lot of twists going on. Yeah, you know, it doesn't it, it doesn't involve really cinching it down. It just kind of locks on itself.
1: Yeah, and like you said, it'll get, it'll allow your bait to swim freely. It also doesn't um, you know allow the hook to have uh, anything to catch to to help throw throw the hook. Right.
0: Yeah. Because that, just, that uh,
1: line moves freely.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, if, if anybody's looking, I know I've got a whole tutor- tutorial series on our YouTube channel, Kayak Fishing Tales, on how to tie a lot of the nice knots that I use on a regular basis. So if, if you're looking for how to do that loop knot or anything like that, those are up on Kayak Fishing Tales. Um, it's a good question. Actually, crimp or no crimp for making musky leaders on 100-pound uh, test? what's your thoughts on using
1: crimps you could do either i've seen it done both ways um the the important thing is uh with Seagar, we stay very true to the pound test and the diameter so when you're purchasing crimps to use that's perfectly fine to do but make sure you're looking at the diameter of our product to make sure that it aligns with the crimp diameter um because you definitely don't want to go by the pound test because that that can be all over the the spectrum so yeah, crimps will work, or just tying, you know, tying a knot will work.
0: Okay, yeah, I, I never even think. Of it. I know a lot of guys, particularly um, for like heavier, big, big line for offshore stuff, or trolling lures and all that, are all about using crimps. You know, I, I personally have almost never used crimps. It's all knots. Um, so we've talked a lot about the um, the floros and and. Um, Sigar also has over the years now come out with the um, braids. And yes. we we'll talked a little bit about the hollow core. Um, I've used a lot of different, because as soon as hollow started making an appearance where I was seeing it anyway, um, I jumped on board with the hollow I mean, I like I said, I just loved the whole idea of it. And I've worked with a lot of different um, hollow core braids. And personally, I find the threadlock for doing the making my leaders and uh, whipping loops and all that, I find it the easiest to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, some of them are, are much, I don't know, just rougher or um, I, I really love the threadlock. So you know, the threadlock is a 16 strand holocor braid.
1: Uh, when a lot of the competitors are a 12 or a 14-strand. So it makes it easier to splice, to do that knotless connection, and to serve the fluorocarbon into the braid. It makes it a much easier process because it is a 16-strand hollow core braid.
0: Okay. Um, and then for not the non hollow core, maybe the, the bass guys, uh, wh- what's the braid applications we're looking at there from uh, cigar? So the bass guys, I'd highly recommend the SmackDown braid.
1: It's a 150 yard spool of uh, an eight strand braid that's tightly weaving. So it's a very uh, slick, very smooth, um, excellent. I mean, it it casts better than anything else I've thrown. And we make that from 10 pound or we make it 10 pound 15, pound 20, 30, 40, 50, and 65 pound. Oh, it Uh, goes up that high. Yeah, it does go up that high. You know, a lot of bass guys, you know, they'll stop at about 50. But there are some times that people want that sixty five pound test
0: yeah i uh my low pros are almost all filled with fifty mm-hmm. um, and and that seems to work really well for that size reel and and I'm big on this like i said I, I i um I just fill the whole thing up well, that's actually a good question um when you're putting the braid on your reel uh what do you suggest as far as the best way to do it now I've tried t- several different ways um I, I I've used mono I, underneath as a base, so it has something to bite into. I've done uh, electrical tape, and lately I've actually been using um, the uh, silicone tape. So <laughs> there's no stickiness to stick to your spool. Do you have a, a preferred um, way of putting your your braid onto a reel?
1: So I guess uh, you know it depends on the application and how much braid you need to use. So for a freshwater application, um, like you said, I, I typically. Uh, put a little bit of monofilament backing on, and it doesn't matter what what it is. It, it could be a bright yellow color, it could be clear, whatever, because the fish aren't ever going to see it. And you know, I have to gauge the diameter of the braid to the spool and how much line I need to put on there. So I, I fill up. A little bit of backing on there, and I try to gauge it so that I top it off with 150 yards of the Smackdown braid, where it's flush or you know an eighth of an inch below the lip of the of a spinning reel, or you know you fill up a bait casting reel. So that's one technique that that you can use, and that's what I do. Um, if you have a reel that you know 150 yards will fill up the spool, you can tie it to the arbor of the reel, or you know on a bait casting reel, a lot of times you can you can go through the hole and tie it, but it's good to secure that with with a little bit of tape. And the reason for that is braided line has no stretch to it. So when you pull on it, it doesn't cinch down on the spool where monofilament or fluorocarbon's got a little stretch to when you cinch down, it tightens up on that spool and it gives it something to catch to. If you don't do that, you can literally tighten your drag all the way down and pull your braided line off the reel. So you got to give that braid something. Right, because the,
0: the braid is spinning, the spool
1: isn't. Exactly, right. exactly. Um, so if you're, um, you know, a saltwater application and you're putting a lot of line on a reel, um, you know, a lot of times people will put monofilament on first and then the braided line and then a fluorocarbon line, or sometimes they use a braid as a backing, in which case you would you would you tape the line to the spool, tie a knot, then tape it to it, then fill it up tight. So you know, that that same practice applies for saltwater, it just depends on where the braided line is in the
0: spool. Um. Is it, I mean, you always hear about the main, you know, when you're putting braid on there is um, making sure you put it on really tight. How important is that? That's very important. It seems like, you know, it's like, oh, you got to put it on really tight. You got to put it on really tight. And then you're making casts or vertical jigging and you're winding it on loose.
1: Yeah. I mean, you want to put it on tight because if you don't, and you catch a fish right off the back, it's going to get pinched down into that spool. And, uh, you know, if you're casting with it, you're not going to be casting that full casting that, that length of the spool. So there's still going to be tightly wound braid beneath what you're casting and using.
0: So, um, you know, I feel it's important
1: to put it on tight.
0: Yeah. yeah. Tight and evenly. Yeah. If, if, um, if only I had a commercial line winder, <laughs> if, those things, if only those things weren't so stinking expensive, you know, I, I would, I would love to have one because, uh, i am always filling up different reels and, you know, um, Man, getting that stuff on there good and tight without, you know, I've got a pretty good system, you know, spool on a dowel, with a vice grip with a tennis ball and putting sideways pressure on it. But that's work. I, I need yeah, a commercial line winder. So if anybody's got any com- connections on a commercial line, wi- line winder at a really, really cheap price, <laughs> let me know. I wish uh, I had here's more. A great, here's um, a great question uh, from Jeremy. Uh, how's the shelf life longevity of fluoro versus mono? Does it chalk up like mono? <laughs> so um you know fluorocarbon uv
1: light doesn't uh deteriorate it like it would monofilament um you know it's not really affected by the heat uh or severe cold so theoretically i mean we would give it a conservative seven year shelf life now i don't have any fluorocarbon that sits around that long because i'm going fishing and using it but you know (laughs) you 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 could say seven years
0: Right. Well, then, how long? um, I mean, with braid, I mean, obviously, um, it's not like the old days where you needed to swap out. And that's one of the things I love about braid is I'm not having to, you know, take all the line off my reel all the time. Um, How long? You know, what's the the length of braid on a reel? I made it. It lasts. I mean, really, the way you're
1: going to damage a braid is just by fishing it and using it and getting it, you know, cutting it off or getting it snagged, um, you know, on structure that you're fishing. If it's rocks or, um, you know, in, you know, in the Gulf of Mexico, oil rigs, um, that's really the way you're going to damage it.
0: It lasts. Right, and that actually time. brings up a, a really good point And another thing, another reason I love that thread lock. <laughs> if, I lose, if I <laughs> lose a lot of line to a big fish or a structure or something like that, I can marry two pieces of threadlock together um, without a knot. So it's not like, you know, putting a uni to uni in your braid and having that going through guides and always having to worry about that knot. I can marry those two together just by weaving them with my needles and it's, it's a hundred percent connection. Yeah. So you can true. always add that line back on. So another another reason, like I said, to have that threadlock hollow core braid um, because you're never having to really you don't have to buy a whole. You know, I don't know if Seaguar likes to promote that because they're never selling as much line, but um, (laughs) it is a great thing for what you know when you're thinking about it because you know it does get expensive if you're um, having to put that on there. And that's the thing though is also to think about is people are like, "Well, braid's so expensive, yeah, but but it lasts a long time. It lasts so long." I mean, it, it, in the long run, to me, it's cheaper than filling it up with mono.
1: And it's so much stronger, it's so much more um, sensitive, that if, if you need sensitivity, if that's important, I mean, it's, it's, it,
0: it's a very good product. Here's another guy. Jeremy, Jeremy, you've got some great questions here, man. Uh, please talk about the pigment process, and I'm assuming this is on braid as well. Is the line impregnated or is it coated? I hate major fading after a couple of days on the water. Now I know I've used some braid, and particularly like the first use, and you're winding, and your hand turns green or something. You know, um, how, how, what's that process on the uh, on the braid? So it, it's 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 a it's a coating that is
1: applied to it, um, and the best thing you know you can do is take. Um, like a white terry cloth towel and just wrap the braid in there and squeeze it as hard as you can while you spool. And that will get any excess off. But as far as the color staying true, I mean, it, it lasts unless you, I mean, you got to fish a good way, good, good long time before it starts to fade.
0: On Threadlock, what, what colors are available? White and blue. Okay. That's easy. (laughs) Yep.
1: And it, and it's nice because You know, if you're using a couple different pound test lines, like say you're using uh, uh, a 50 and a 60 pound and they're similar in diameter, well, you make your 50 pound blue and your 60 pound white. And that way you can tell the two apart. That's a very good point. (laughs) Or if you want something that nobody else is using, uh, you know, if you're going on one of the the long range fishing trips or, you know, fishing, uh, you want to know what line is yours, you know, you could use a blue uh, because not as many people are using that. It seems like everybody wants the white color. So you use the blue and a fluorocarbon leader
0: and the fish can't see the line anyway. Right. Uh, my buddy, James, thanks. Bring some of the tapered 10 pound to the Bahamas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's who my a order, little, uh, a little advance notice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you get that to me by Tuesday. Uh, I don't think so. And
0: I don't think I have any <laughs> at the house. Um, Bashar, uh, I think this is more of a statement. Why cattle or a question? I'm not. Well, it is a question. Why cattle boats get pissed off if you're using braid? I think what it is, if if you're talking where this normally happens, is on the shorter trips, the half days, the three quarter day boats. You have a lot of inexperienced anglers who don't know how to follow their line. Um, And then if everybody out there is fishing mono and you have braid and you hook up and you haven't followed your line and it's crossing over everybody, you can cut everybody else off. Plus, if you do end up in the um, tangled web we weave, um, those knots with braid can be very difficult to get out. And if everybody has the same color line, they don't know what
1: line. It's hard to tell what lines what.
0: Yeah, for sure. So I think it, it, you'll, you'll see that except particularly again on, on those trips with a lot less experienced anglers. Um, cause they certainly, you know, the long range boats that go after the big game tune and all that, believe me, every one of those reels is filled with braid. I would say Jeremy says, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let me see if I had any of these other questions here. Just kind of scroll through really quick. Um, how do you pick the right floor carbs here?
1: You know, we were talking about the the buying the braid and spooling the braid and the the that that topic. Um, a lot of times, retailers, if you purchase the product from them, they will spool the product on your reels at no charge if you ask them to. So, yes. you know, you don't have to have a professional line winding um, equipment at the house, you can just politely ask the, the store you purchase it from uh, if they'll spool it, and, and a lot of times they they will if they've got time.
0: Oh, for sure. You know, if it's a good quality shop, and a lot of times they'll have it in the giant spools anyway. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so they're they're going to take it off the bulk spools. It's cheaper to buy it that way than the individual spools in a lot of cases. And uh, like I said, if you're at a good, you have a good quality tackle shop near you. Uh they're going to have a good line winder and they're going to put it on there for you. Um no actually funny where oh, to go where to go. This <laughs> is now I get it. I'm inexperienced. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> um people are having problems with autocorrect. Uh that's why I can't. That's why I cast away from everyone else. Yeah, from, <laughs> Well, yeah, for sure. You know, it's like when I used to go out on cattle boats, um, I'd let everybody else have. It. So everybody wants to be back in the stern where they're chumming and everything else. And I'm, I'm quite content to go up on the bow and throw an iron up there. Um, you know, Actually, there's a question for you. How does um, how does braid cast compared to mono? Is there cast, a difference? It cast, uh, in my opinion, it cast a lot better. Yeah, you know, I I've I've heard people say it was oh well the, the braid's really limp so it kinda, you know, does this through the guides and doesn't cast so well. That's not really my experience at all. It, it i mean, from what I use it for, um it
1: casts better than a monofilament would. And then if you're making a big long cast uh with, with surface iron or a, a big popper or something like that, um you don't have the stretch that monofilament would, you know, monofilament can have 30, 35 percent stretch. So if you've got 100, hundred hundred feet of line out, that could be 30 to 35 feet of stretch that you could put on that line. That's a lot. So try penetrating a hook in a, in a fish's mouth with that much
0: stretch. Well, yeah. And and the braid to fluorocarbon, again, we kind of talked about this at the very beginning. Um, there, There's no stretch in either one of those, really. I mean, braid has none and fluoro has little to little yeah um, so your sensitivity
1: mm-hmm.
0: goes way up. your hook sets are much more positive. And the only thing you really got to be aware of is, like I said, when you're fishing that really tight drag, um, is you're gonna feel everything a fish does. So I mean like I was fishing a um, for big tuna braid to fluorocarbon a broomstick of a rod and it beat the hell out of me i mean you felt every tail beat of that fish everything just kind of beat you up so the next time i went and did that i basically same setup same reel same rod you know line combination but a softer tip rod and it took the beating out of it um and i was landing fish in 30 minutes instead of you know three hours wow so i think you know having the right setup if you are going straight, we have no stretch. That little bit of forgiveness and a little bit softer-tipped rod really helps. Mm-hmm. Um, what's this one? If, sorry, if this was covered earlier. But what is the best way? Oh, I'm against I that. To spool Floro into a spinning reel at home, I've had it simply flat on the spool uh, on the and had to retire the reel for the day. I've had people say multiple ways, but wondering what the pros say. I'm guessing what, it was kind of a tough one to read there. Um, I guess what he's saying is, you know, what's the best way to put it on a spinning reel so you're not getting that that twist that you always get on a spinning reel? Um, What do you think? I, I don't use spinning reels ever. So using mainline fluorocarbon on a spinning reel is perfectly
1: fine. When fluorocarbon just came out, um, you know, it was it was a little bit stiffer. It had more memory to it, so people didn't tend to use it on a spinning reel. But we make InvisX, uh, fluorocarbon mainline, which is um, available from 4-pound to 25-pound test. And then we also have AbrazeX. And even though AbrazeX, um, the name kind of gives a notion that it's going to be more abrasion resistant, it's still a very abrasion resistant line, but it's still supple and limp. And then we also have Tatsu. Those three products um, would be very good to use on a on a spinning reel for main line application. You can also use it on a bait casting reel, but the the spooling process at home, um, you know, a lot of people say to put the 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 label of the r- spool facing down. You can start off that way and start reeling up the line. Uh, you know, fill up, get it get a little bit on the bottom of the spool, and then apply. Um, you know, let, let the line go limp and see if it starts twisting up. And if it starts twisting up, then you just simply flip the spool over to the other side where the label's facing up and then finish spooling. Um, if it doesn't have any twist, then you just keep on going. Um, or if you've got somebody to hold the spool and you stick a pencil uh, through the, the little hole on the back right here, mm-hmm. you can have the, the line where it's coming off on the bottom side of it for a spinning reel and then have it coming off the top for a bait casting reel. And that should be able to allow you to put the line on with no twist.
0: Okay, well, he actually corrected himself. He said it, what was happening is um, the line wants to fly off the reel. So I'm guessing if it's this really stiff line and the way he's putting it on, it's it's twisted backwards. It's probably that same thing, putting it on with the wrong twist to it. Mm-hmm. And if the line's stiff, it's gonna wanna pop off a little bit. Um, Here's a good one from Russell. Are there are there any products uh, recommended products to put on the fluoro to keep it in good shape? That's a good question. Um,
1: And there's some other companies out there that would probably want you to believe that um, there are products to use to make it uh, perform better. But fluorocarbon is chemically impervious, meaning uh, anything you put on there—if it's sunblock, if, it's, if you're filling up your boat with gas—none of those um, products are going to contaminate the line or be absorbed into the line. It's impervious to absorbing anything. So, to 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 me, it it's a waste of money. It doesn't doesn't mean anything.
0: That's 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 really good to know. That's really good to know. Um. Very interesting. I never, I never knew that. Um, Jeremy with another one here. Uh, another way to get the line on tight is to let it out in the water, I guess, as you know, let it yeah. out behind your, um, your boat. And as the boat's motoring, yeah, you can wind it on really tight that way, you know, except for like the last probably 30, 40 feet. You know. it's amazing how much pressure there is online dragging behind a boat when it's moving. Um, I'll tell you another tip for if you do get the line twist, you get that, that bait that wants to do the old spiral on you. you know, and sometimes that circle hook will spin around and get in the side of the bait's head while you're trolling it and you're not paying attention and you get line twist, is, is do that same thing. Take the hooks off, put it out behind you and just paddle or motor and let it spin out. Um, if you're in a kayak and you're by yourself, sometimes it's a little difficult because you're trying to let the line out and move. Uh, maybe have a buddy hold on to it until you get it all the way out there. But it's a great way to get your line twist out uh, because twisted up line um, sucks. Uh, I've had it happen with the thread lock as well. We'll have a Rapala, maybe going, we're going too fast in the boat or uh, and something, and it starts spinning on me. And with that, I actually have been able to get twist out just by running it through my fingers and just kind of working it slowly up and get it to spin all the way out. Um, I know you don't want to dig your thumbnails into it or anything like that, but uh, just by running it through your fingers, you can usually get it out. Um, Jeremy, again, uh, Kimberly we prove is good to know. I always worried about bug spray and sunblock. Yeah, I and mean, that's like I said, I'd, I never knew that. That's, and that's, that's just a- with the fluorocarbon products. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. What do what I mean? Some of you, is there um, is there a treatment for your braid? I mean, or you know, back in the old days, people would literally take the dacron off of their reels and put it on a drying spool. I've got one downstairs from my <laughs> grandfather um, because it would literally mold or rot. Um, but you don't really need to do that with uh, with yeah. the modern braids, right? No, I haven't I haven't had that issue though. Yeah, I, I think actually back in the beginning of the braid days uh there was some some line that would kind of get a funk to it. Um and this was a, another company's braid. And they actually were like recommending you take the line off. But um I've never ever had any kind of issue like that with the Seagar um the braid. And like I said, that threadlock particularly um and so you're you're saying so um if I'm gonna go non core on on the braid, uh, the uh, Smackdown, SmackDown is is the one to look at. Yes. Okay. Yep. Man, this is this is amazing. This has gone by. We've had so many great questions. Yeah, that, very good. I question. mean, we we've had an hour fly by already. I, I mean, amazing. Uh, and that's what's so cool about these shows. So, um, if people want to go back and listen to these, of course, it'll be on Facebook. I'll be putting it up on YouTube later. And that will go on to our podcast for anybody who wants to listen to these in the car. Um, Brian, thank you so much. And thanks Seagar, you know, for always supporting our show and, and, you know, and, and working with us. Um, and I know you said you're going to have a little something to give away, uh, to some folks and I will do a randomly selected drawing for that. Um, wh- what do you got? What are you thinking?
1: Uh, I, w- I was thinking a fluorocarbon prize pack and, um, You know, the winners, we can do three winners, and they could, uh, you know, pick three fluorocarbon items that um, uh, they want to try out or that they use, and uh, we'll send them to them free. All we need is their name, um, address, no P.O. boxes, and then which items they want.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Uh, So yeah, so whoever wins that, I'll announce the winner later on. Like I said, I'll put all the comments and people who participated. I will put those into a randomizer and we'll pick three. Then you can send me your contact information and um, I will send that over to Brian and uh, you guys can handle it from there. Um, Again, thank you so much for, for being a part of the show today. I really appreciate it. And yeah, th- I'm gonna drop you Thank you for having me, Jim. I appreciate it. Oh uh, my pleasure, man. Let's do it again because I, I you know, like I said, so many great questions. Maybe maybe let's uh, try to get let's try to get out and go fishing again. We need to do that.
1: Yeah, maybe uh we could do another Facebook Live come
0: July after iCast or something. There might be some stuff to talk about after iCast Absolutely. here. Yeah, yeah, there might be some stuff to talk about. If people don't know, ICAST is the big uh, industry show. It's where all the new products get introduced. So if you didn't kind of get that, there's something Brian's good kinda, coming. Brian's kind of hinting that there may be something really cool coming from Seagar uh, very soon. So um, yeah, we'll we'll do that again. Thanks again, brother. I really appreciate it. Uh, everybody else, you know, that joined us again. Thank you for joining the show. It, it means a lot to me. And, and I, and I really, uh, you know, like I said, all these questions just make for it so, so much better. So thank you so much. Again, if you're going out on the water, please always wear your PFD and keep your paddle right side up. Take care. Well, I hope you learned as much as I did about the great products from Seagar. Uh, if you enjoyed the video, please give us a thumbs up and make sure you subscribe to kayak fishing Tales. Um, Again, I just want to remind you that these videos are also available in audio format as a podcast over on iTunes. And it's Kayak Fishing with Jim Salmon. So, again, um, if you subscribe to that, you can uh, listen to these things in your car or whatever. So, again, please give us that thumbs up. If you have any questions at all, throw them down in the comments below and we'll respond to you as soon as we can. Take care.